Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Rolling with the Golds. We got Dan. Got a dapper-looking Nick over there. Good morning. How you doing, man? Good. How's uh, what's in your coffee this morning? How'd you take it? Pike's Place. Just nice. Black. That a boy. That a boy. I like it. Which I realize every time I go and grab it, I probably could just go and buy the crushed beans <laughs> and make it myself for way cheaper at home. But hey, sometimes it's just nice not to have to make it, though, right? Again, they know me by name at my Starbucks. So like, doesn't it make you want to go back more and more and more? Like, you feel special there. Yeah. Like, you're a celebrity now. 100%. Yeah, exactly. I do the same. Yeah. Absolutely. How you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah? I- I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a fun, fun, exciting weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is going to be a good one, too, because uh, coming up in the back, hand, uh, back half, second half, I should say, I'm going to be talking with a couple of basketball players uh, from, from the men's team, too, as that season gets going here. Yeah. So, uh, but before that, let's talk about that weekend. Let's talk about this past weekend. We're going to start. Bit. Oh, man. We got uh, W's everywhere. I know. Uh, should we start with, you know what? I want to start wrestling. Should we start wrestling here a little bit? Not me and you wrestling. <laughs> God. <Yeah>. You, <laughs> that picture's now in my head. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, but another solid weekend for, for wrestling? Yeah. I mean, they just they keep winning. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, they went 5-1 and one over the weekend. Um over in the Blith Memorial Duels, a bunch of good competition over there um, in Michigan. Um, and then they had a separate group go to uh, Milwaukee for the MSOE invites. Mm-hmm. That's fifth of, of 13. Mm-hmm. Still some really good competition. Yep. Um, but they're cruising along. Um, they're doing – they have their final home final home meet of 2023 this Thursday. So today, when, mm-hmm. when everybody's listening to this, we right. record Wednesdays. Um Against Whitewater tonight. So Ooh. very, very, very big matchup between those two. Yep. Um doing doing a lot of fun things. They're doing a little bit of a tuition giveaway for for students. Um staff and faculty appreciate night. So nice. hopefully the gym will be rocking. Absolutely. I, big time matchup. I keep up. seeing on their Twitter a, there's a possibility of Taylor Swift showing up. Really? Was she still in the state here too, maybe? Possibly. All right. Little tease I, there, man. I, I've not been looped in on the marketing. Yeah, the marketing. Are you a Swifty? Okay, that actually came up this weekend. I was driving <laughs> the car with some friends. I can tolerate Taylor Swift. Okay, tolerate's a bad word. I don't mind listening to her music because I feel like nowadays, if you listen to it, it's almost considered like a bad thing mm-hmm. for some. Music, music. I like all kinds of music. Do you think she's like? Here's the comparison I'll throw it. Like Tom Brady. Like, I think a lot of people didn't like Tom Brady because he was so successful. You know, like, because, like, I feel it was like the Michael Jordan for me when I was a kid. I was not a Jordan fan because he kept beating my teams, and now I love Jordan. And right. I feel like people have that with Brady a little bit, too, right. because he was so successful. Of course, he's out there more, known more. Same a little bit with Taylor. I don't know if it's because of the success or just because how crazy some people go. Yeah. That they just they just rub other people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I I haven't been to that many concerts in my life. I'm I haven't not either. I just seeing yeah, videos of those concerts. Like I'm just like, 
You spent how much to go? I'm the same way, man. Watch from like 200 yards away. Yeah. Hey, be my guest. Everybody's got their, everybody's got their likes and dislikes. Yeah. So I'm the same way. Yeah. Same way. Again, possibility she might be in the McPhee gym. Wow. Tonight. All right. They 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 got they got me hooked. So I'll I be like there. It. I like it. Maybe That's I'll awesome. Say hi. <laughs> got a friendship bracelet ready? Oh, we should have done that. You got to hire me for marketing too. I just want to share an office with you. <laughs> Probably could now. My office is way too big right now. All right. Yes. Downsizing when we get to Sonatag. Nice. Uh, so we got that going on. Uh, basketball, men's basketball, dominating Northland College. Big win. Yeah. Big win, especially on the road. Mm-hmm. They they just keep, you know, obviously a, kind of a rough start to the season to begin with, but they just they kind of turn it in gear. Mm-hmm. Have another good opportunity. Um, well. Yes, last night. This is so weird, recording on a Wednesday and releasing mm-hmm. it. They play Wartburg Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So, Wartburg 1-7. and seven. Yeah, I imagine that's hopefully a fair, favorable win for us. Right. Um, but you never want to go into a game, you know, thinking it's... it's you don't want to overlook anybody or take right. anybody for granted. Firm like believer that, yep. that any team can win on any given night. That's why they play the game. Yep, exactly. Done on a t-shirt. Right. That's why they play the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're, I mean... They're they're putting the pieces together, mm-hmm. and it's it's a good time for them to you know kind of start starting to heat up, mm-hmm. um, especially um, after. Then I, know, I know they got one more non conference um, towards the end of December, or yeah, on the thirtieth, mm-hmm. and then I mean Wyack play is going to here be here before we know it, right? And that's again no tough no tough or not no easy slate, right? Exactly. What a weekend for hockey though too. Some close games there. Uh, women's team, Hamlin, two to one victory. The war on ninety four, battle on ninety four, men's team, five to four. And then uh well, men's team got Stevens Point coming up this weekend too, so Oh my lordy. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a fun weekend. Um even Friday, I mean, again, I've said it how many times, probably put this on a t shirt. Box score did not does not depict what Don't did box I, I actually had a shirt made once. It says don't box score scout. I need to find that shirt. One. Should get you one of those. Definitely yep. should. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, they played played a hard game on on Friday. Um, definitely. I don't want to say we got outplayed, but it definitely was more even than mm-hmm. you know a four four zero scoreline. Um, we just won our chances, and Superior couldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what it comes down to, especially when it comes to Wyatt play. Um, Saturday, Stout. I mean, that's they 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 always play us. Like it's a national championship, which is good, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. So, well, we which, talked about that last week in our podcast. I know it was with the girls' side, but you know, with with the target on your backs, right? With with these hockey teams, exactly. And we've we've had the kind of the we've had the edge these past couple of years against Stout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, take that one to overtime. Obviously, give them a point, but nothing too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's still early in the season. Um, so good to get that one at home, and then you know, like you said, the men's team doubleheader with a point. Which again, like we by January one, we would have we will have seen point three times. Right. So back half of the season, we don't have to see them again. So that's which, why it makes these games a little bit more important. Would you say a little more crucial? Hundred percent. Yeah. Especially, especially with only six teams in your conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not selling anybody short, but like it's it's it's, it's a two headed race this year. Right. It's us in point. Mm-hmm. So we if we can take care of business this weekend, take two of the three. You set yourself up for, for, 
for playoffs very, very nicely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And then, yeah, women's game last night, Hamlin. Um, kind of a funky, funky game. Hamlin came out with, with some speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you'd think after a week off, we would too. We, we scored 51 seconds into the game, so like, but then we, we kind of put it in cruise control a little bit. Gotcha. And, yeah, it was a it was there's a weird weird moment there in the second period where Hamlin came down into the slot, ripped a shot into the top corner, bounced in and out, but no goal signal was called. And I kid you not, I don't know if you watched, all five Hamlin, Hamlin players went to the corner to celebrate. Well, all five of the blue golds took the puck and went to the other end, <laughs> and we scored. Really, thinking we just went up two zero, and then all the referees got together and yeah, they said nope, that puck actually went in. So they had to rewind the clock, and gotcha. it went from 2-0 to 1-1. One, one. One, one. Yeah, and then shout-out shout uh, Kylie Witsey, uh scoring a first collegiate goal. That's nice. the game winner nice. early in the third period. That's so. not a bad way to get your first uh, career goal. Right. You know, her, her, her celly was – she was so excited. Was it? Yeah, it was great. I think hockey cellies are a little underrated. You know, you talk about, like, home runs and or even, like, a ta- like football's a big one, right, with, with touchdowns. Right. Once in a while, you get a good hockey one, especially at the college level. Yeah, especially if you get get into Hobbs, mm-hmm. like Friday night mm-hmm. when we're at home against Point. Like, you better believe. Oh, that environment's going to be lit. Yes, as the kids say. <laughs> 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 oh man! Well, uh, women's basketball—they've got uh, Wisconsin Lutheran coming up this weekend. Yes. Not to jinx anything, I don't actually know if she listens to these or not, but uh, that's a good test now. Coach England, three ninety nine for wins. So going to be up to uh, four hundred, maybe possibly. I think Lutheran's a good team. Yeah, yeah. They took the number one team in the country. They played them tight. They ended up losing earlier in the season, but um, it'll be a good test. Mm-hmm. And we've we've proven that we we can play with the best. Um, you know, unfortunate. Lost a couple weeks ago to Warburg. We had them within the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just keep keep on working. They had a big win last week against Bethany Lutheran. Um, so Wisconsin Lutheran, I don't know what it is with private schools. Right. But um, so, again, they won last final test uh, before they hit their Christmas Christmas trip. Mm-hmm. And then, again, January's going to come fast. Yep. And that's why I play. And there's... There's some teams that are rolling throughout the conference. Yeah. Um, we got, uh, so, yeah, as you mentioned, it's going to be holiday stuff coming up here, too. And I know the men's and women's team right after that, too, they got superior, you know, next week in that, too. But right. we'll, we'll hit that up more on our next episode when we get a little bit closer to that, yeah. too. So, um, you want to get going? Because I've got word. i got a text right Ooh, now. They're that's, here. That the boys are here. Quick little shout-out there, men. Um, <laughs> quick little shout-out. Uh, swim and dive. Yeah, know, we've kind of been we've we've I mean we've talked about it almost every week, right? But they just keep performing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, went up, went they were over in Rochester for a St. Cloud invite. Ten teams mixed between D two D three, placed second. Nice, beat the likes of UWGB, UW Lacrosse, Minnesota State Moorhead. Both teams just I like continue yeah. to just keep going. That's awesome. A lot of good stuff happening right now in Blue Gold Land. It's a good day to be a Blue it's Gold. It's a good day to be a Blue Gold. All right, shall we bring? Want to do? Yeah. We'll wait for the intro for the next one because that's your job. So I actually got I got some good stuff for this intro. I like it. All right, they don't know it's coming. Perfect. Even better. Quick break. 
And we got a couple guests from the uh, men's basketball team coming up after a word from our sponsors. This is the sweet, sweet sound of you crossing off your holiday list at Festival Foods. Ready to bake cookie dough? Check. Ham? Check. Backup plan from the heat and eat section? Check. Even those extra double A's? Double check. We know the holidays can be hectic. We'll be here for you all season long. Festival Foods. Happy to help. This is the sound of a Festival Foods grocery cart on the move. You don't hear it? That's because Festival Foods carts don't squeak. A squeak-free cart may seem like a small thing, but if it helps make your visit better, it's a big deal to us. Because helping our guests is what makes us feel good. Do you hear that? Now there's two of them. Festival Foods. Happy to help. BSN Sports, a proud supporter of Blue Gold Athletics, is the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country. With more than 40 sales pros that live and service schools in every corner of Wisconsin and beyond. BSN would like to thank all of the supporters of Blue Gold Athletics that share our passion for enhancing the student experience. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives. And that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN can save you time off the field and the court, giving you more time to impact lives of student-athletes. Contact your local BSN Sports sales pro today or visit bsnsports.com. All right, we are back with the second half of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. We've got a couple of guests here. Nick, as you always do, the honor to introduce our guests. Yeah, a pair of gentlemen from the men's basketball team. I think it was after episode two or three, mm-hmm. uh, they both came up to me in the hallway and were pressing me. They, were, they wanted their their time, their spotlight, Ooh. their time to get on. And 15 so, minutes of fame. Right. Yeah. So uh, we got Nolan Blair, Carter Hushka, um, guys that have been around for, I don't want to say a while, but I mean, you kind of have been. You guys have been here for not just a cup of coffee, but, you know kind of have instilled the, you know this culture into this this men's vessel program so mm-hmm. gentlemen thanks for getting up this morning i know you guys leave later this evening for Wartburg, but welcome to the podcast yeah Thank thanks you. for having us you got it all right so first things first where now i know where you're from originally but uh, you want to give our listeners a little bit of a background where are you originally from yeah so i'm actually from farmington minnesota which is about half hour south of minneapolis okay so and I am from Stevens Point, Wisconsin, so nice. two hours east. Yeah, yep. so Wisconsin, little rivalry-ish kind of there, kind of? Yeah, a yeah. 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 little bit. Yeah, a little bit there. So, But Stevens Point, uh, big basketball community yeah. over there. Yes, huge basketball community. So obviously in my time in high school and middle school, they were kind of a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was fun to watch. Absolutely. So uh, what was it? Because, I mean, Minnesota and then obviously on the other side of the state, what was it that drew you two individuals to to come play basketball for, for the Blue Golds? Uh, for me, it was a lot of the schools in Minnesota were so expensive, honestly. Okay. Like, they were – I would have paid for one year there for three years here and hiked campus more and just decided to pull the trigger and mm-hmm. move a little farther away from home. Nice. Yeah, and then for me, obviously a little background about myself. Both my parents went to Eau Claire. Oh. And then my dad played basketball here as well. So okay. I had a bit of a connection to the school and the area. So Kind of like a legacy that, sort of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah you can say. <laughs> so that's what kind of just drew me to uh, UWC. Okay. 
So what era did your dad play under? Uh, Ken Anderson. Was it Ken Anderson? Yep. Okay, that's the, what. Uh, mid '80s. Okay, I was wondering yep. if it was Ken. I didn't want to age him or no. you or anything <laughs> like that. So I was going to let you do that just in case uh, over there. So, well, that's cool. I, I, that's interesting. I, I think that might be the first time, Nick, that I heard a, uh, a student like say it was cheaper uh, to, to come to the Blue Bulls too, which is a big thing. For, for these college kids. It is, and our admissions office is doing a good job with that as far as trying to get reciprocity not or mm-hmm. throughout you know the Midwest. And I know there were some, um, there were some changes due to like COVID and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I think they've kind of reestablished it. So whether it's Minnesota, Iowa, um, Illinois, the Dakotas, like mm-hmm. it's, it, it's affordable. Right. It's, you're getting a very, very good education out of it. Right, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, you kind of – you mentioned your your background in basketball there a little bit, but kind of tell us a little bit what what was it about the game? What were your first kind of memories of like, you know, getting into to basketball? What was it that drew you uh, to to this game? Oh, uh, well, I was just always a super active kid, and I was really athletic when I was younger, mm-hmm. and it was just another sport that I happened to enjoy. And I actually started pretty late. I started in seventh grade. Okay, and I just remember there's a. I didn't know a lot about basketball. I went to one of our first practices, and I was going baseline and threw the ball. The ball stayed in bounds, but I ran completely out of bounds around a kid, <laughs> and my whole team started yelling at me and yelling at our coach, and I had no clue what they were talking about. <laughs> and I was just basically there because I was just super fast and yeah, could move around pretty well. So that was what started for me. And the rest yeah. is history, as they say, right? Now it you're is. playing college basketball. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> And then for me, I guess, kind of the opposite, basketball has been in my family for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I got an older brother and older sister. They both play. My dad played, my mom, my grandpa. My grandpa was my dad's coach. So wow. basically pretty much since I've been able to start walking, I've had a ball in my hands. But pretty much for my family, just anything that involved a ball, we were all playing. So Right. Yeah. Carter, I'm glad you didn't say it was just because you were tall too. You know, I was waiting for for that. I wasn't too. always tall. Because <laughs> what you're listed six seven? Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. yeah, man, alive. So, uh, okay. So you, you got that. It, tell us what was the process like? Now you're playing in high school, and you know you're getting to the end of your high school careers. Did you? Was it a goal of yours originally to to play college basketball? When did that kind of come to you know like, hey, I can actually do this? What what was that process like for you guys? Uh, I'd say for me, it was always a goal to play something. I played football. That was my main sport when I was a kid um, until I actually grew mm-hmm. and realized that I wasn't going to stay short and quick. <laughs> but uh, I would say going into my junior year, because I came into with my high school was a little bit bigger, so I didn't really even play varsity till junior year, halfway through, really. Um, and then that summer, actually going and playing AU and seeing these college coaches and actually having a chance to talk to a couple of them kind of just mm-hmm. opened my eye, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my journey to becoming a college basketball player here was a little unique. Um, I didn't play a ton in high school until my senior year, very lightly recruited. And then actually I didn't play my freshman year here. So I basically just said I just wanted to be a full-time student and was kind of ready to be done but over my freshman year I obviously knew I still loved the game mm-hmm. and then COVID happened my freshman year of college so the season ended all summer basically guys from Stevens Point were coming back playing like open gyms and stuff and then I got to play with them and basically I just figured out that I wanted to give it a shot so 
thank you to Coach Cyberling for giving me a shot the next year, and the rest is pretty much history now. Well, that's a cool story to, to kind of hear that, too. Did you just, like, torment people freshman year in intramurals? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fun, but I knew that I wanted to be a part of a team again, so... Mm-hmm. I was going to have to make the jump. That's awesome. I love that story, though, too. That's that's a great story to, like, not give up either, right? Absolutely. Exactly. So, all right, so you got that. Now, what would you say is your biggest adjustment to being a, a college athlete, maybe from, from high school, making that jump? I'd say just the time, honestly. There's yeah. just such so much more time, commitment with school especially. Um, like now I feel old going into the training room an hour before. before <laughs> every, every year before that, I – haven't really even touched the training room mm-hmm. but now it's you get heat before it's just there's just so much more time commitment with right. actually being at practice trying to stay after or before and then mm-hmm. school is just adding up those last few years so right yeah i'd have to agree i think in high school you don't really like stretching getting in the training room and stuff like that it's just like you don't really need to do it right You're so naive to it but as you get older and stuff, obviously you got to uh, take care of your body a lot more, and I think that's kind of been the biggest adjustment um, from high school to college. Do you think that if that was something you guys had in, in high school with, like, you know, the, the training stuff and maybe even film stuff or something like that, that would have been such a huge upgrade or maybe even pivotal in your high school careers or any high school basketball player out there? Sure, yeah. Something we had of- access to that type of training, stuff mm-hmm. like that, I'm sure it would make a pretty big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, now you mentioned AAU. How often or how active were you guys like in summer ball or, or travel teams or or tournament teams? And and how important do you think that is for maybe younger players who are listening to this to kind of get active in like a lot of off season work and you know not just pay maybe playing for their school teams, but you know going to camps and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's super important just because that is probably the number one like recruitment piece mm-hmm. for basketball players is that. Uh, time in the summer but just as important as just like putting in work on your own obviously you play so many games in the summer with your AU team but you got to make sure you continue to develop just by yourself as well mm-hmm. yeah I mean I would say I even I went to a bunch of like even like D2 like camps mm-hmm. like I remember going to um, Mankato for just a camp there I mean I, they weren't even talking to me or anything I just Wanted to go to see what a D2 facility was like, see how they dealt with things, and I went to a couple D3 camps. Camps were really eye-opening for me because mm-hmm. you either get a group, good group of people or you're with some people that you've, you know, you're busting them. Right. So it's that's what I like, and all of a sudden you get to talk to these coaches one-on-one mm-hmm. if they like what they're seeing, and you get a little boost of confidence, I think. And then obviously, as he said, um, the work you do by yourself is what actually matters. So. Right. Now, I'm assuming you guys watch film, uh, part of yep. this, and I like to ask this question, uh, you know, almost for every, I think, athlete or coach that we've had on here. But when you guys watch film, what is it? what are some of the main things you're looking at? You know, are you looking at, you know, trying to figure out a team's offense, you know, tendencies, self-scouting yourself or anything like that? What are some of the main things when you guys go through those film sessions that you guys are really looking at? Yeah, a lot of it is just – very concept-based for the other team offensively, defensively, what they want to do on offense, what they want to get to, and then defensively, we kind of just try to picture ourselves and what they're going to do based on what we've run. So, yeah, it's not super deep dive, but overall we just try to figure out how we would fit into what we're watching. Mm-hmm. 
we have that. We do that before every games, and um, he also they we film every practice, every game as well. So that's when you can get more like the if you wanted to look into yourself more like what are my tendencies, what do I have to work on? That's where I at least go to, mm-hmm. um, as well as for our game days, we have a sheet of players and we can actually watch these certain players and see their tendencies instead of watching the whole game. Okay. Like they have certain clips of, okay, this guy likes to spin to the right. Okay. Stuff like that. So that's just like the tendencies more um, narrowed down. Yeah. 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 I think that's something you mentioned before in the past a little bit too, wasn't it? Some, some of the, or another player team has mentioned that where they can kind of go to a certain part in that film and watch something. It's Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I don't know. I haven't seen your guys' film yet, but I'm sure Huddle does it in the sense of if you want to see every single three-pointer that the other team took in you know, in their last game, the film will literally break it down by section and mm-hmm. will put all those plays right in front of you. If you want to see every time they drive the lane, if you want to see every time they they do you know a pick-and-roll or something or pop-out, like mm-hmm. it literally will break that down. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just it's amazing how, how far we've come from, right. with technology. Right. And, you know, the to the film thing here quick i didn't mean to cut you off nick or anything but like i think for a lot of people too maybe just casual sports fans when when they hear the phrase watching film probably just like you're just watching a game you know but there's more to it right i mean you're looking a little bit deeper into into that aspect you're not just sitting there and just saying who won or who scored the most or anything like that correct yep yeah you're just looking for trying to catch like you know is there anything that you've like found in film like i know we talked about this with the football players that it worked in the game like when if you were playing or you're like oh, well, I recognize that from the film and and you were able to capitalize on that. Yeah, a lot of the times, you know, I come off a lot of ball screens, so that's something I really focus on watching of another team's is how they're gonna guard them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of like the biggest thing for me is watching another team's film, is I try to picture myself in their ball screen coverage and then how I'm gonna read it when right. the game comes. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean. I'm the one setting them a lot of the ball screens. Yeah. So, I mean, any team, especially in the YAC, you're not going to be able to really take many guys one-on-one. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-on-one league. Yeah. So I like to focus on the pick and rolls and how they guard it because if they're switching, you slip mm-hmm. to the basket, you get wide open. If they, um, like, hedge it, you just pop, you got a wide open three or a drive or a kick mm-hmm. or – so a lot That's of zone defense, you're saying? Everybody plays zone defense in the WIAC a little bit? or No, just really good man. Just really and good like, man? Good yeah. help side and good gaps. Nice. There's not really many places to drive. So. I like that mentality. Yeah, I'm a man-on-man defense. So, <laughs> did you? I didn't mean to cut you off, Nick, if you were going. No, so, okay. I'm actually in the process of getting some dirt on these two. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh man! Just stay tuned for that. T- yeah. Is that going to be a lightning round a little bit, or yeah, we'll see? Okay, I like <laughs> it. I like it. Uh, so when what's I got to ask you about co- uh, playing for Coach Cyberland? What's it like coaching for him? Dish, give us any dirt. Dish us any dirt. You know, give us the real stuff. Like not the not the political stuff. Like he's a great coach. Love that guy. Really, what's your true feelings about Coach here now? But <laughs> realize he will listen to this. So be careful. Yeah, we do have to be careful. But um, honestly, there's not that much dirt on him. But uh, he's great to play for. Um, does not like when you turn the ball over. <laughs> um, I've learned that pretty early in my career. But um, yeah, he's very calming presence. But you know, he'll get on you when he when he needs to get on you. So it's mm-hmm. been a, it's been a joy to play for him. Yeah. I basically have the same thing as what I thought of as 
pretty calm demeanor and happy-go-lucky. He's always – he, like, skips all over the place. It's kind of funny, I think. Right, yeah. Like, when he's in a good mood, you just start skipping. <laughs> but, um, like you said, when you when we have a bad practice and turn the ball over a lot, you're going to know, and it's not going to be your favorite practice ever. That's so. a, Would you say that's his main bugaboo, I guess, or something like that, you know, in terms of, you know, turning the ball over and giving a team an extra possession or – Just being lazy, too. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like, effort. Effort, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're getting – we're getting backdoor at all practice or giving up offensive rebounds. Like that's just stuff that he's gonna mm-hmm. catch on to and he's gonna let you hear it at the end of practice for sure. So what would you say his style is like, like his coaching style? Or like his you know, his off tendencies or offensive mindset or what would you what would you, how would you kind of classify him or, or kind of, you know scout him, if you will? Um, I guess on the sideline he's a very calm demeanor, which I appreciate it. It's mm-hmm. a little different than my high school coach. But yeah. um, I think offensively, we obviously pride ourselves on sharing the ball. We set a lot of ball screens, which is a great action, I think, personally. But um, And then defensively, we just play hard man-to-man defense, and that's kind of been our style since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you've watched any of the games, but we press the whole game. I like that. And it's just kind of we're just nitty-gritty. He wants you to – put 100% effort into every game. I mean, last year we played almost 12 guys deep every game. Mm-hmm. So we were flying guys in. All he asked for was for you to at least put 110% into every time you're out there. So mm-hmm. so were a lot of those early practices a lot of conditioning? Conditioning oh, yeah. work with there? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got to imagine if you're like full. <laughs> there seems like there's more to that, a little, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a tough. The last two uh, like summers and falls have been uh, pretty tough, but you know makes us closer as a team. So, <laughs> love that. That's <laughs> such a good answer. <laughs> That's so. Tell cool. us how you really feel. <laughs> I kind of want to go back. You, I mean, you mentioned Coach Cyberling, and I definitely would agree. He's definitely he's definitely a more calm leader. Um, we have we've had Coach Stackpool on. Obviously, he gets a little bit more animated, especially during the games. Would you guys say those two definitely complement each other well as far as they both know, like, when the right time is to, you know, either, you know, use their voice or to keep things calm? Yeah, I'd say they're great compliments to each other. Um, Coach Stackpool is obviously very intense, but he also has a great relationship with the guys on the team and obviously knows when to scale it back. And um, and then Coach Cyberling obviously is a little bit more calm, but he knows when to, to rev it up as well. Has, has Stack calmed down at all after his fall with the women's golf team? I would say that helped, but <laughs> now that he's getting a little further removed from it, uh, you can see it's starting to starting to come back. Be a little scratching that itch. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Uh, so tell us a little bit about like what's what's in a typical day for for you guys. You know, maybe a non game day because. You know, that's a little bit different. But say it's like a typical day, practice, classes, that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, I always try and at least wake up somewhat early, somewhat before I actually have to be somewhere just because mm-hmm. it feels a little better. But usually go to class every morning. Um, after class, try and get a bite to eat. Um, like I said, I got to go in the training room now. Never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, get some treatment, <clears throat> go to practice. Usually have stuff right after practice, whether it's a lift or class. Um, then after that, go home, mm-hmm. eat some more, and kind of just relax with the roommates, um, watch sports, whatever we can. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's pretty much every day. Right. Kind of the same cycle. 
Yeah, pretty similar. Wake up, go to class. We practice at noon, which is a little weird, but I, I like it because you get it done with early in the day. But right. Then after practice, I usually have a couple classes, get home, eat, turn on whatever game's on, pretty much. Yeah. Are you guys, like, when you watch a game, is it all basketball, or do you prefer college, NBA? What do you Because know, it's just all, all the above for you guys? Yeah, I'll watch anything, any sport. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch anything. All right. Well, that's going to come up in lightning round here uh, a little <laughs> bit too. So I know, like, because I know some of the athletes that we've talked to, they said one of their things that is kind of, you know, maybe difficult or they forget to is to make sure they eat. You know, to yeah. to make sure. And would you guys agree with that? That with your busy schedules, that that's kind of the one of the things that kind of gets to the wayside almost at especially, times. Especially having practice at twelve, it's like it's hard to eat like an actual meal beforehand because, yeah. like I said, I go in early, but then. I don't want spaghetti sitting in my belly the whole practice. I did that once in college basketball. Yeah, it was not, not good. No. <laughs> but uh, then you get back at really no earlier than 2.15, 2.30. And then that's your either first meal of the day for some sometimes if you have early class or right. your second meal. And then you got to think, well, now what's your third meal going to be? And are you gonna really going to eat your third meal at 8 o'clock at night? Right. Yeah, it's really important to find like that routine of when – you know you're going to eat and kind of stick to it because otherwise, you know, it could be 10 p.m. and you're starving and you're wondering why you only ate one meal for the whole day. So I yeah. think just finding that routine in those those times when you know you'll have time to make a meal. And I got to imagine, I mean, with your style of play too, you got to kind of watch what you're, what you're eating there too, you know, just, you know, with the pressing and all that. And even in, in lifting, like what is – might be kind of a weird question but when you're working out and you're lifting are you focusing mostly on the conditioning aspect strength a little bit because i mean does it does it affect you know maybe the style of basketball you play in terms of what you do for for a workout i mean all our lifts are kind of like hypertrophy based okay so we have usually so we lift mondays and thursdays usually depending on games okay but um like one day will be heavy legs you're going to try and like three rep maxes. Okay. And then during that day, you're going to do light arms, fast and quick motions. And then on Thursdays, it's going to be light legs, fast and quick, and heavy arms, those three rep maxes. So it's kind of split off. I like it just because it gives us like your legs a chance to breathe and it gives yeah. your arms a chance to breathe at the same time. Yeah. So kill everything all at once. Right. Especially that's what I was kind of curious too with, I mean, you guys were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, the running and the, the, the pace of play does that affect your your workout they adjust that workout schedule based off that we also had a term too don't burn the steak so when we were maxing out he didn't want you to go to that failure because that's in his eyes burning the steak and your muscles can't Mm -hmm. regenerate as fast whereas if you leave one or two reps in the tank Mm -hmm. you're not burning everything out right so what year are you guys in right now I'm in my fifth year of college, fourth year of basketball, so okay. Are I have you, one more year of eligibility after this. Are you going to play one more year? I'm undecided. Okay. I'm a senior. You're a senior? Okay. So you guys won't be able to play in the Sound Tech Center then? I will. You will? I'll be back next year. Oh, you'll year. be back next yeah. year, and you possibly back next year. So we'll the Tech isn't a deal breaker for you already? Uh, that was what swayed me. <laughs> Carter's like, yep, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how... You know, kind of envisioning that, you know, nothing against, you know, Zorn or anything like that with the history there, but to potentially play in a facility like that, that's got to be cool to think about. 
I'm pumped. Yeah. I love it. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. pumped. <laughs> I don't know what else. That might be the, ep- the name of this episode. I'm, I'm pumped. pumped. <laughs> love it. I love. That's awesome. But that's really cool. To, I mean, we've talked about it at length. All the possibilities there and, and that. So, have you guys talked about it as a team or as athletes as far as what it's going to look like? What have you guys like toured over there? I guess that's that's a yeah. As a team, we took a tour over there, and then I think just there's a lot of just like we can't wait. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like when it's finished, and a lot of just people excited to, to finally get in there because it's been talked about so much over the last couple of years. I think people are, are ready to ready to check it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, uh, before I get to lightning round, did you have any last-minute uh, last questions nope. to, to get to these boys? Because I'm ready if you guys are ready. Now, this one might be a little bit weird because I don't know if you have, like, team-issued ones or not. Shoes, your go-to basketball shoes, what are they? Uh, this year we do actually have – well, they give us an option, but okay. this year's for me the GT Cuts. Okay, nice. Yeah, I have the John Morant shoe. Nice. So, yeah. See, yeah, when I played, I was an idiot, and I was trying to be too cocky. Do you guys remember the Dada Supremes with the spinners on the yeah. sides? Chris Weber shoes? Oh, yeah. Gold and chrome, or black and gold chrome right there. <laughs> I, I had to do something to look good, man. You know, that was, yeah, that was about it. Right, thank you. Yeah, exactly. What do you think of of Ketterhagen's shoes? Are they a little too obnoxious? They're on brand for him, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple guys that show up and they have 500 different pairs of shoes. I don't even know where they get them, and they're all like hot pink. We got like four <laughs> guys that wear hot pink shoes. I don't get it. So you guys don't have like you got to wear the blue or the white or anything like that. Yeah. See, some are like like when I bought those Dadas and the coach was like, no, we got team issue. We got to wear. It. I'm like, God, I still wore them though. Come on, I still. <laughs> uh, favorite food? I'll go pizza. What kind of pizza, though? Pepperoni. That a boy. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely not. That a boy. You can leave. <laughs> um, I'd stay French toast. French toast. Yeah. Now sticks that. or just like no. fr- nope. Cinnamon. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, pizza thin, deep dish. Ooh, thin. Not a boy. Even better now, too. Yeah. You'd be my son's favorite. He's French toast all the way there. <laughs> so uh, breakfast, lunch, supper, that's all he'd, he would eat if he could. That, nuggets, and mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> he's a six-year-old. So uh, <laughs> I know some college athletes. That's what their palate's right. like. <laughs> uh, favorite movie? The Other Guys. Really? Okay. Yeah. Step Brothers. Nice. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, if you have some downtime. What are you streaming, like on Netflix, HBO, Hulu, whatever? Or what was the last thing you maybe binge-watched? I'm trying to remember what the last I'm starting to, uh, I'm like, just starting season three of Suits. My so wife just finished that. that. Yeah. yeah, She just binge-watched that whole series. Yeah, it's been, and I was catching glimpses of it, yeah. So I just can't get over the fact that she's that one's a princess now or whatever her title is. So. <laughs> is right? She's married to Prince Harry, isn't she? Like. Oh come on! Is it the same are... person? Yes. Yeah, no clue. Okay, yeah, she's. Like, it's Meg. It's Megan Markle. Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's married to. Yeah, she's princess or whatever. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I like, I, am I about. losing my mind here for a second? But no. Okay, good. And then I think the last thing I watched was The Blacklist. On oh Netflix. wow! Yeah. Okay, another good one. Yeah, That's great. You guys got some good choices right yeah. now. I like it. Uh, let's go. What's your favorite music to listen to? 
before, like outside of basketball, and then maybe right before a game? Outside of basketball, uh, definitely country music, yeah. number one for me. And then before a game, I usually just listen to whatever the rest of the guys put on. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same. I basically only listen to country. Yeah. Um, when they got music in the locker room, I just let them deal with it. Or every once in a while, I'll throw on like old rap, like when I was a kid that I actually kind of listened to. Yeah. Not necessarily a kid, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So that would be probably like early 2000s for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's my wheelhouse. Nolan, have you released any music yourself? I hear that you got a pair of beautiful pipes on you. Oh, God. Maybe, oh, I know exactly uh, where this do is Do I need to do maybe a breaking a, news, you know, sound effect on Maybe a on certain here? high school um, talent show. No comment, but <laughs> yes, I do have a beautiful set of pipes on me. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you drop a note right now? or No. <laughs> um, I let my, my, my music catalog... Uh, the story for me <laughs> but no i will not be releasing any more music can we put that late is there a link or anything out there yeah you can find it <laughs> um, just pretty much have to look up my name and then singing after it all right well, i know uh, what i'm doing i get back to the office there we go i like it that might be the next question now too hidden talents what are they I don't think I have a hidden talent. I'm trying to think of what's not hidden cool anymore. That I right? can do. Besides my beautiful singing voice, um, I don't know. I'm not a very talented person. <laughs> very talented. <laughs> All right, how about uh, let's go with who was your favorite basketball team growing up as a kid, and maybe it still is right now. Milwaukee Bucks, nice. easily. Nice. Yep, still a huge fan. Mine is the Thunder. The OKC Thunder, yeah, all right. With Russ, Harden, and and Durant, what, uh, Durant over yeah. there, too. Kendrick. I still like him, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Perkins. Yeah. Perkins over there, too. So would you have been like the – I mean, you're younger than me here, so what was your first team that you remember watching as a kid with the Bucks? Would that have been Michael Red or – Yep, Michael okay. Red. I, I remember I had a little Michael Red jersey that I'd always wear. Okay. But then I can remember going to games when they were so bad. Yeah. It was like I think the year – couple years before Giannis got there they like, were so so bad like Brandon Jennings was maybe the best player yeah Brandon Jennings yeah that yeah. was like my favorite player yeah. I was like a middle schooler <laughs> I even had like his shoes jersey shorts but boy tough watch yeah so that's your favorite would you say that's your favorite player as a kid or one of yeah one of okay who would you say is I was a big Kobe fan yep as most kids were yep not much of a LeBron guy but had a boy how about you I was Katie at the time yep but Yep. Obviously, Kobe was there too, but right. KD was definitely on top for me. So, is it fair to say that you're kind of a old school Seattle SuperSonics fan then too, since they moved yeah, over? You could say that. All you right, say all that. right. Yeah, I like Katie that. played for the Sonics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little goal that. earlier, Sean Kemp and mm-hmm. Gary Payton. Yeah, I like it. Since you mentioned uh, you're not a LeBron guy, who's the goat? Michael Jordan. All right. I'm glad that the youth knows that answer. You're a LeBron guy, aren't you? No. Yes, I swear you no. said LeBron. Last time we had this with... Uh, I probably did just to create conflict. Probably, but yeah, it's it's Jordan. It's Jordan. It's 100% so, Jordan. Yep. Uh, what is your favorite hobby outside of basketball? I would say golfing. Okay. Have you gone over to uh, Century World since you're from Point in that? Have you yes, played I that? Yes, I have. My yeah. dad actually, since he retired, he works there. So Does he? Get a nice little deal. Did you go check out the Senior Open? No, I did not, but okay. the rest of my family was there. Gotcha. So. 
Nice. Uh, I'm a big fan of golfing, but I just like being outside, really. Yeah. Just like some of my buddies, just if it's summer or nice out at all, just grab a football. Mm-hmm. Painting. Oh, yeah. I guess painting. Well, that's a summer. hidden talent, right? Sure. Yeah. I painting. can draw a mean right there. line. There you go. I can draw a mean line. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a straight line, right? I didn't oh, know if yeah. there was. Okay, I just <laughs> want to make sure that's. No, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if that was like a term that I didn't understand no. or whatever uh, over there. So, all right, size shoes you guys wear? Fourteen. Twelve. Okay. Fourteen and twelve. Okay, I'm writing them in on thirteen. So, I thought you'd be a little bit bigger, being six seven. No, I was growing up though. I had every football season, basketball season was a new pair of shoes though. It yeah. Sometimes would skip a size too. Yep. And they just kind of died off, like, my sophomore year. Okay. Uh, favorite sport besides basketball? Um, to watch or play? Both. To watch, I'd say football. Mm-hmm. To play growing up was probably football, but probably golf now. Yeah. I'd probably have the same exact answer. Yeah. I didn't stray too far away from either of them. So are you a Vikings fan then since being Minnesota? Yeah. And you're Packers. Okay, I'll just make sure. we got two versus two here, so we're good. You're a Vikings fan. I know you yeah. are. So yeah. I'm just saying. Gross. <laughs> we don't need to do that. Come on now. <laughs> um, all right. Did you have any more? No. Okay. Because my last one's very tricky now. Going ba- basketball history, I'm going to test you guys. All right. All time starting five. You build it. Each? Or should Each. we do it together? Each. All right. I guess I can start. My point guard, I would do Steph Curry. Okay. And then at the two... I'll go Mike. Yeah. Three. I'll go I'll go LeBron. Then hmm, front court. I'll go Dirk at the four. Ooh. And then I'll go Jokic at the five. Oh, you like uh you like a little outside shooting on your yeah. team. Alright. Passing like a little shooting. Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna go at the one I'm gonna go Curry. The two I'm gonna go Kobe. Three, I'm gonna go Mike. Okay. At the four, I'm gonna go Timmy. Okay. Um, and at the five, Carl mm, Anthony Towns. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Thunder legend Stephen Adams. Good. He's got a great head of hair. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't Shaq? put KD in your lineup. No, no. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably go Shaq, something like that, just physical. Yeah. I was Shaq was my favorite, so I'm a little partial to that. I kind of want to put it to a vote note to listeners to pick who wins that team, that battle. I like that. I'd oh. probably lose, but. I don't know. You got some outside yeah, shooting. Yeah. Can Can Who's Shaq yours? step out and, you know, defend the Jokic? Mine? Yeah. I'm going a little old school. I got Magic right. at the point. Uh, I'm going Jordan at the two. Uh, Braun at the three. Larry Bird at the four, and then I go back and forth between Shaq and the Dream Olajuwon at five. Yeah, I kind of Shaq's one. my guy because I don't think you can defend his physicality, but Olajuwon with his moves and turnaround jumper and fadeaway, I don't know. That's yeah, that's hard to turn around too. So my sixth man is Kobe. All right, and Larry Bird. So I'm a little bit more. My old sixth school. man is probably Giannis. Yeah. See, I always I did this one thing where it was like, okay, you have to put together your 12 man team. Yeah. It's like a space jam. Yeah. Pick pick your 12-man team to defeat the aliens that would defend the the universe. Giannis made it for me. Oh, yeah. I, I'd put Giannis on there. So, which, By the way, which space jam movie? First one. First one, yeah. I haven't even I seen the new one. I love you guys. One. It's terrible. 
best soundtrack of all time is that Space Jam one. Oh, yeah. I have it mounted in my man cave. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I still have it. That was my first CD I got as a kid. Was that Space Jam soundtrack, and I still have it. That's awesome. It's the best Those soundtrack. Those from that movie are still everywhere. I know. I would put that thing. I know you guys probably don't know what this is. A portable CD player with with little speakers on my basketball court to a little seal and Nelly. You know, I believe I can fly and fly like an eagle. <laughs> Pretending I was beating Jordan and all that. Because I was not a Jordan fan as a kid. Really? I was an Orlando Magic fan, Shaq and Penny. Yeah. And Jordan was just, it was a Tom Brady effect. Yeah, he was just yeah. too good and he beat everybody. Now I love the guy. <laughs> now I love Jordan. So, but. All right. Do you have anything? I'm good. All right. Gentlemen, this was awesome getting to know you. Uh, we need to talk more basketball, though, in the future, especially since you know your history, too. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to give you homework assignment. You come up with your 12-person team, too. Defend the universe. Can't have Will Smith, Independence Day, or anything (laughs) like that. Yeah, can't do that. Do it all-time players, too. So you can go old school if you want. They're all in their prime. All prime players. Think about that for a little bit. So Got made it. That awesome. I like it. All right, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, hey, best of luck this season, too. Yeah, thank appreciate you very it. much. Thanks, Thanks for us. having us. You got it. And that is going to do it for us on this episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. If you're not following or subscribing to the podcast, do yourself a favor and go and follow and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that way, you will never miss another episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. And while you are there, Don't forget to give it a five-star rating and a review so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper for Nick Hoven. We will talk to you on the next episode of Rolling with the Golds.